One weekend, the director got food poisoning and canceled the rehearsals. Anne had fallen so in love with her character and the extra dimension it gave her own personality that she felt almost jilted. Grumpily, she decided to spend the empty days catching up on the few basic tasks of her streamlined life. Laundry, bills, nails. On Saturday morning, Hillary wasn't at home, and Anne wondered if she had followed her advice and found some kind of job. Anne came and went throughout the day, and when the girl still hadn't reappeared, she was unaccountably freaked out. She held a certain image of the apartment in her mind all those days and nights when she'd been gone, with Hillary there and the apartment somehow tended, waiting for her to come back. Realizing now that she had no idea of Hillary's movements or whereabouts made her feel strangely unmoored. Once her laundry was finished, she went to the bodega for milk. She was pulling a carton out of the fridge when she heard a familiar voice say, I'm dying for some ice cream. I chose this passage because, once again, the author has made me unable to put the book down. There are events throughout this entire book that have just left me in awe. I cannot put the book down, and the way that Hillary's disappearance is described in the passage I just read is very interesting, because Anne's concern is demonstrated thoroughly. This is amazing for the audience to witness because... At the beginning of the chapter, Anne was disgusted with Hillary. She had found Hillary outside of her apartment by herself, dirty, homeless. You know, she thought Hillary was a man. Throughout reading this passage, it is clearly shown and demonstrated that Anne has learned and grown to love this girl as her own daughter, almost, after the weeks of taking her in. I also think that the chapter in general is very good for an audience of girls and boys that range from 16 to 24 because these are real problems, especially in our generation. And I think that with music, with books, with everything really, when people read or hear things that they can relate to, they are a hundred times more fascinated. And I think that The author targeting this audience was very, very effective, and she definitely did a good job at targeting a certain audience. Now, this gave her the ability to really focus on targeting that one audience in the tone of the book, the diction, and the events, rather than trying to fit everything into four or five different um, categories, that being targeting adults, children, and teens all at the same time, for example. This passage is also very effective because throughout reading the chapter, Anne talks strongly about herself in a sense that she believes she is very strong, a very strong being who does not feel for a lot of people and who frankly doesn't need anyone but herself. She is out for herself. She understands that in the end of her times, it will always just be her. And she demonstrates this through her attitude, her actions, the things she says, and the things she feels. This passage shows a different side of her, which is exactly what the audience needs. Irony. This book is full of irony, as I talked about in my first podcast. 
This passage shows how much she cares for the girl and has grown to care for her. It shows how she's also fighting that. She says things like she's unaccountably freaked out, meaning she didn't, she didn't understand why she cared so much and she didn't like it. She doesn't like getting attached to people. And you can tell that she's trying to stay calm. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you have to read the book, but what I will say is if you are looking for the inside of the lives of the people that we think have the easiest, this is a good book for that. For example, in the first chapter, a therapist. We never really think about what goes on inside the minds of therapists, you know? We just think that they're there to help us. We don't often think about what they do. The first chapter explains all of this. It explains the trouble that therapists go through. It explains what they think. It explains the care that they have for others and the toll that the job has on them. You know, in the first chapter, again, um, the therapist, she witnesses somebody hanging themselves. And she stays with them. She stays with the man, not only at the hospital, she goes home. She sleeps over to make sure that there is not another attempt. And she tries to go about her day at work the next day, and she can't. All she's thinking about is this man who became her client. So I think this is just what society needs. We need to see the side of the people that we think have it all and have it easy. In the second chapter, an actress, a beautiful actress who lives by herself. A character in the book, Hillary, even says to this girl and the beautiful actress, pretty girls like you can have everything handed to you. Or anything you want, or don't have to try. It was something along those lines. Although this book explains the troubles that Anna's gone through and continues to go through, it explains what she's had to do to get where she is now. It explains how lonely she is. I think that it is very important that people see the side of everyone because society is very unfair and biased. We see things and think that we see things how they are, but there are so many layers underneath and stories untold and troubles kept to oneself. Humans are like icebergs. You see a bit of it, but three quarters of it is under the water and you cannot see it. My personal opinion on this book is that it is underrated and I recommend this book for teens and young adults, both male and female.